Yes, people, we are back before we get fat, eating all that great food. <laughs> yes, we are. We are back and black and ready to attack. Yes, that, well, that was cute. I'm going to start using that. Well, let me not talk about, you know, eating all this food because I think I'm not going to eat that much. Like, I think I'm going to do something totally different because I've been invited places, but there's a part of me that wants to just stay and then, like, eat really healthy for no apparent reason. Uh, bump all that. I just <laughs> talked to my mom. She said there was a turkey, there was ham, there was a prime rib, there's some dressing, hopefully there's some greens, some macaroni and cheese, and some rolls waiting for me when I get back uh, back home. So I'm going to eat good. Oh, yeah, cause, and I felt bad because I wanted to go to my mother's home, which is in Buffalo. All my family's in Buffalo right now. But it is tough to get there. Um, one is because they usually have a lot of snow. And for some reason, uh-huh. to fly to Buffalo means that you have to pay up. Um, we're just starting at 600 and going up. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> we're not going to do all that. That's a lot of money to get all the way up there. I'm only there for a few days. Because, you know, I'm like, if I'm spending $700, $800 for a flight, I need to be there for almost two weeks. <laughs> so, right. So... so- so guys, this is medicine. <laughs> yeah. If you don't realize, we are in the Thanksgiving mood, especially the food. Yeah, I know for me, I am because I'm ready to gain some weight. You ready to gain some weight? I'm trying to lose some weight um, at this CrossFit where they keep being disrespectful. All these stuff they act like I'm young, doing all this jumping and falling and stuff, and I'm not even getting any love after you know after all this. So. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, when y'all are like, when you are doing like these type of workouts, you are surrounded by a lot of attractive people and it's distracting, but it's motivating because, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, keep, keep it up, but also kind of keep up with the ones you think that's really cute so they can be like, oh, that's a great job. And then they want to pat you on the back, you know, all that little things like that. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do a little dip and a spin for the kids. I see you. I'm being yes, I'm being trashy. That's okay because I think everybody's allowed those moments. So just saying. Well, I know I have been a little bit busy. So a few weeks ago, well, not a few weeks ago, like four or five weeks ago, before I went to Vegas, I tried out for this uh, local theater company was having a production of Dream Girls. Oh. So, you know, I tried. I went down there, you know, saying a little tune and whatnot. And so they cast me in the ensemble. So if you haven't uh, seen Dreamgirls on Broadway, which I haven't, Mm -hmm. uh, the ensemble plays a really big part in the play. So I'll be dancing. I'll be singing, you know, basically the whole entire time. So I'm a little bit excited about that. Look at you, um, Alvin Ailey, trying to be up in the stuff. <laughs> no, that's exciting. That's exciting. I mean, I re- you know that that would be neat to be, especially like something like Dreamgirls, where it's really a lot of singing, a lot of action, and you know a lot of soul in it. So I bet that's exciting. It is, and there was like everybody except for, like two or three people are black. Okay. So it's like melanin overload. I'm cool. loving that. That's good. Well, go out there and represent and be seen. Hit those notes, you know. Hit those notes and hit those marks, you Yeah, hit know. those marks. Boom, cat. Boom, boom, cat. Make sure you... <laughs> so, let, let's go ahead and pour us a little Aunt May's holiday tea. Yes. So, what we're we talking about today? Well, as some of you may know, um, the Inhumans. Now, you know, there were rumors. Well, you know, it wasn't really rumors. It was slated that they were supposed to have a movie in the Marvel Universe late, late in the game. But then they kind of went away. They kind of got removed. But now we found out that they are going to be, um, they will have a TV show. They will have a TV show um, coming out. And the neat thing about it, um, which I think we're hearing in 2000, late 2017, the neat thing about it is they're going to put the first two episodes, I think, on IMAX. Um, it's going to be shot for IMAX, and they're going to put it up for us. I think it's going to be only eight um, episodes, but the first two will be seen in IMAX. 
Um, and if you're not really, fam really familiar with Inhumans, they've been around from the, since the gate. Like, they've been around from the beginning. Um, they are a different race of humans, superhumans. Um, they've been featured in Fantastic Four, X-Men. They've had their own comic. They're, you know, they've been around for a while. And there have been a little bit of talk of them um, in the beginnings of... Um, Agents of Shield, and they also and, they, and then had a little bit of them. We learned that Sky was one of them, and some of the other members were. And then kind of the series were kind of trickled with a lot of Inhumans and everything else. And also we are seeing how the Inhumans are kind of replacing mutants in the Marvel universe. So it's going to be quite interesting. I I, I want to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah, I have no. I don't follow the Inhumans whatsoever, so this is completely brand new to me. I know uh, what the Black Bolt is, their leader, mm -hmm. um, and headed by Medusa and a few others. So I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what they do with this. Yeah, I am too. And I've always been, I've always liked Medusa. I always liked the fact that her hair was kind of the, you know, her weapon. But I also like Crystal. Crystal is her sister and Crystal controls all the elements. So she controls fire, you know, water and wind. Like she, wind, she's very, she's really powerful. And I like, I've always liked Crystal. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how they will flesh out these characters and will we get them you know, they're actually royals, so will we get them at their royal state, or will they be some, done totally different? So, who knows? I, I think it's a good idea to bring them. Um, I kind of wish it was the X-Men, though, but, you know, we can only ask for so much. I know that's right. <laughs> so, and more good news, or actually excellent news. So, <laughs> yesterday, it was announced that Angela Bassett will be cast in the Blackity Black film, yes. Black Panther. Yes. As uh, Black Panther's mother, what was her name? Ramona? I think I'm pronouncing well, that yeah, wrong. Ramonda? I want to say Ramonda. So, you know, of course, blurs everywhere went crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and they haven't even started filming. <laughs> and something tells me, like, they still have some casting news to mm -hmm. drop on us. Yeah, I think we have more casting news. And this is really amazing because, you know, a lot of us remember that Angela Bassett was, I think, was the first choice for Storm in the X-Men movies since she turned it down. Um, and that would have been great to have her as Storm. But anyway... I love that they have you know invited her to play in this role, but the interesting thing interesting thing about um, his this mother is she's not his mother, apparently according to the comics. Now she is his father's second wife because his first wife died having you know given birth to him, so she comes in um, after the fact. But her story is very interesting because um, she was kind of kidnapped during a protest by a white supremacist, supremacist, you know, and um, his name was Anton, and he took her, made her disappear, basically, and he held her prisoner for many years, and she was sexually abused by him and everything else, but she, um, they found, when Black Panther found out, he saved her, and she came back as the Queen Mother, but I wonder if they would actually tell that story, because, you know, that's, that's, that's some deep stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's some deep shit right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. But, and she looks so good to be 57 and still snatched to the gods hurting people's like, feelings just all over hurting people's feelings I, I just can't say enough about Angela Bassett and she is just I she's just so great to me I know just and you so just great. think about all these beautiful women these glitter and, and they're in, in these shades of these ebony shades of black women in this movie it's uh -huh. just I mean these men are hot and I'm not I'm not downplaying the men but you know, just looking at the women, like all yeah, of, like Florence, Florence Kasumba, yeah, Guerrera, mm -hmm. Angela Bassett. You got um, who am I missing? Uh, um, Lupita. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. It's just like everything that we wanted in a film, you know. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, it's a geek film. Mm -hmm. So it's. I am. I, uh, Black Girl Nerds tweeted this a while ago that uh, this film was going to gross a billion, and I 
100% agree with that. I think so, too, because I think that, you know, because, you know, we will we'll show up to a movie now. We showed up to that damn Medea movie. We will show up for this. But I also think about internationally. And I think when you think about Africa, you think about those con- those countries, it's going to be people showing up just to see themselves, see this, you know, see this country. And, you know, there may be some issues. People might, oh, that's not Africa or that's not this. Or, that's not. But they'll still show up to see it. It's going to be something that we're just going to be just in awe of, you know, because it's a black superhero movie and it's a serious black superhero movie. It's not Blank Man. This is like, <laughs> this is serious with serious actors, beautiful actors all up in this and it's going to be um, fascinating and I can't wait to I can't wait for it. I, I don't know how to act. I'm already just, I think I'm going to cry. Like, I'm going to be there just like, oh, my God, this is so much. Like, I can see myself being emotional watching this movie. I can just feel it. I wonder who's going to be on the soundtrack. If Beyonce's not on the soundtrack, <laughs> it's some, like, black-ass artists. Like, Beyonce, Janelle Monet, Erica Badu. Uh, they could throw in Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um and they could throw in some a- actual African artists. Yeah. That would be more, give it a richness and more uh, authentic feel. Yeah. But look at us speculating all that bullshit. I know, so- but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Everybody else doing it too. And you know what? That's that's okay. We just, we just want to share. And we want, if y'all got something to throw up in there, throw it at that too, because we want to hear it too. We all want this to be the blockbuster, the dream. We want this to be everything we want it to be, so... Exactly. <laughs> so let's move on to some other news. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, the Defenders, as you know, that's coming out. We are excited about the Defenders. And they've been releasing some pictures lately. Um, that, that, of course, you, you see um, Misty Knight and Luke Cage walking around in New York. We've seen that. And we've seen some Luke Cage. No, we've seen some um, pictures of, um, I forgot her name, from Daredevil. And she's also talking to um, uh, Misty Knight. And then we've seen Jessica Jones and Misty Knight. But we've been seeing a lot of this Claire and Luke up against the gates and the fences and all this stuff. All this um, Red Shoe Diaries going on up in here. And, and I'm like, it's interesting because in the comic, you, he's with Jessica Jones. They have a child together. Um, and that child is supposed to be special or mutant or something like that but it's interesting to see where they're going with this whole Claire thing because you know a lot of us like well isn't he supposed to be with Jessica Jones but I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what this whole Claire and Luke thing is going to be I I, I don't hope I, I hope they don't go the Jessica Jones Luke Cage route I, I think she is just too messy <laughs> you know she it's just that uh, oh I'm a drink She's still like she's like in college or something. So I'm gonna need her to like go to AA means or something. Um, I I like him better with Claire because she can kind of keep him in line. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with the defenders aside from Iron Fist because I know his white ass is gonna be in it. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but you know. I, we'll see, because I'm curious about you know how they're gonna play this, and and, and when Jessica Jones does see this, how does she, how would she feel? Because right. I think she still has some feelings for Luke too, and and I don't blame them. I will have Luke feelings for Luke all day too, but we'll see how they play that out. But it's interesting to see these pictures, and haven't seen a lot of Iron Fist as you mentioned in this. So, and then we haven't seen a lot of Daredevil in this either. So I wonder how they filming it. Are they filming it in pieces, and what's really going on? So I, yeah, it's something that we got to we got to pay some attention to when we see more of it. Well, Iron Fist is probably still at Whole Foods <laughs> or Coachella, or you know. Y'all to gonna have something. to stop hating on poor, <laughs> on poor, <laughs> oh poor Danny over here. Y'all gonna have to leave. Y'all gonna have to lighten up. I mean. We'll see, cause I don't I don't want to be hating on him, and, and I want that to get to the point where I'm hating on him before I even get it, cause I right. feel like a part of me was like that with Mad versus Sad, but that was, but I was right on that. Right. But I, I was right in that. Yeah, I was right in that. One. But yeah, I, you know, I I want to give I want to give Danny a chance, you know a chance. I'll give Danny just, a chance. 
I just don't understand why Louis Tan wasn't cast as Iron Fist. That was I, I, such a- true. That's true. I don't understand uh, why he has to look like that and have those lips. Oh, anyway. Listen, like uh, <laughs> that man is fine as fuck. I know. I don't hear what anybody says. I know. That's just a shame. Somebody better get that quick. Y'all better y'all be good playing. Y'all better get that man. Oh. Okay, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yes. We could talk about him all day, but um so over the weekend, you know, some interesting things happened on, you know, in Broadway. So Mike Pence, the possible VP, and I say possible because there's some stuff going on right now. We get mention that a little bit later. Um Right. Um he went to see Hamilton. And when he got there, people <laughs> booed. They booed him. They were like, girl, get out. Basically, like, we don't want you here. Get out. Uh-huh. Now, to be fair, Hillary got booed a little bit, too, when she saw Hamilton during the primaries. They don't talk about that that much, but it wasn't that deep, but she did get booed. Anyway, he got booed, and, you know, the show went on. But at the end, the cast came out, and they had some things to say. And they were really, you know, they were nice. They was like, you know, we're glad that you came and all that stuff, but they wanted to make sure that he understood that we are a diverse America and there's people who are, you know, worried that they're going to come up and mess all that up. And they want, you know, him and, you know, Lottie Dottie to be, you know, the the people for everybody. They got to be fighting for everybody, not just for the white folks. And that was just, and it was a nice message and everything else. And then, you know, Donald Trump got mad and then, you know, tweeted how they were disrespectful and that, you know, they should apologize and all this hateful stuff. And you would have thought that they cussed him out. <laughs> right, it, cussed him and his mama out. You know what? Fuck them. Yeah. They, he don't, they don't need to apologize for shit. And they shouldn't. And let's not be... Uh, I hope Pence realizes that Hamilton was written by an HIV-positive gay man. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes to what he all the bullshit that he tried up in Indiana when he was governor then. And to... When I was on this past weekend, when Donald Trump was going on this little tweet tirade, like he was an eight-year-old little shithead, Pence, on the other hand, was not on the same wavelength. So already, they don't—they're not on. Yeah, the same I was funny because you know Pence showed up on TV and said, "Oh, I wasn't offended." <laughs> he said, "I did listen to them and everything, and I, you know, I, was, I want to assure this, but I, 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 I wasn't offended." And I was like, "Well." Yeah, I was like, well, how, why is it that he has one thing to say, you have something else to say? Like, it just looked like y'all not even on the same page. So I feel like when something's going to go down, he going to be like, well, that was, that was her. She did all that. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, I can see him just, you know, throwing, you know, Trump under the bus quick. And I don't blame him. Right. Pence reminds me of an old penis, like an old, wrinkly, raggedy-ass <laughs> penis. But you know what? what's so funny is, and I've heard this from a lot of queers, some of them find him attractive. <laughs> I was okay. like, okay. I was like, y'all are in y'all, y'all fantasies. The reason why I said that, you know, possible is because right now there's news came out today that there's a possible look into the, like the people who actually vote from the each of the electoral college, however that goes, those officials, some of them have been talking about not casting that vote for Trump. Um, and that's been talked about. There's also been talks about challenging the three battleground states because there's been some irregular, irregular activity when it comes to these ballots. Now, as we are seeing right now, she's at 1.7 million um, past him in the popular vote. And counting. And counting. Um, they do say that it's probably going to reach 2 million, which will make, you know, that'd be the first time that somebody's that high up. But again, do remember people that he doesn't have a mandate. Like this was only like 25%, something like 26, 25% vote that went to him that way. And so it wasn't like we had the big votes we've had in the past eight years. So it's been fascinating to see that technically, if they really wanted to, they can turn around and say, you know what, everybody, we got together and we realize we're not going down this path. And we say this. Now, some people have said, like, that would be wrong. They'd be disrupting things. But legally and technically, that's what they were there for. That's what they're chosen to do. So they're actually chosen to say, hey, we're not going to go through with this. We can flip it back or we can vote. We can vote for someone else in that role. We can just give it to Hillary. Um, Hillary has also been talked to by a lot of um, 
lawyers and attorneys about challenging these votes. And I'm just like, what is, it's interesting because apartments like, yeah, 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 they always say this stuff everywhere, every time this happens. But I feel like, you know, the way things have been going. Why not? Yeah, it, we already, this is unprecedented already, so why not just keep <laughs> keep the wheels turning and get this be this? Right, Trump is already trying to assemble the Legion of Doom up in the White House, so yeah. why, why the fuck not? And also on Twitter, I forgot the woman's handle, but uh, she created the hashtag Audit the Vote, yeah. and she's been getting a lot of interesting uh, information out there as far as uh, the irregularities in the battleground states. Um, so this is something that should be looked into. She was giving out information as far as calling uh, whoever, whether it be uh, in, uh, what was it, Wisconsin or, you know, any of the other battleground states, like I said before, uh, to look into what is going on. So they can, the Republicans looks like they i want to say stole the another election hmm. and it feels like it because you think about all the stuff they did to cause all this drama and so you you know if if okay if I, if, it, if it was me if i was one of those people sitting up with that ability to make that but i was i would go on tv personally i would go on tv and say something like okay I'm not voting for him as president. I already see where this is heading us. We're not going to go there. We just can't afford it. No. You can come for me, but this is my job. That's your job. Because like, clearly that's their job. So if they want to say that we say no, you can't be mad at them because that's what their job is. Right. And then uh, earlier today, uh, Trump was having a meeting with some of his, uh, I, I guess, close constituents or whatever. And one of them in particular had ties to Russia. Russia was accused of a lot of cyber attacks throughout this whole year. And you know how buddy-buddy Trump and Putin are. Mm -hmm. So it just, even then, the FBI, the NSA uh, also said that Russia had some kind of dealings with some kind of election processes. So I don't understand why everybody is dragging their feet. Uh, the Department of Justice needs to uh, go ahead and launch an investigation of this because this shit is not right. Yeah, and I wonder if they, you know, doing something, because I feel like maybe something could be done and they're just keeping it low until they get what they got to get and then be like, bam, receipts. Right. <laughs> what can you do? But, you know, this is be this will be interesting. We have a few more weeks before everything has to be official. And so... Um, who knows? This can be the best scandal season we ever see. I feel like this is written by Shonda. This is just too much right now. It too, is, but okay. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the election, the uh, electoral college has to cast their votes by. What the December thirteenth? I read. I think. I think, but yeah, they they have to do it then. But they can just again, just that's when they can say mm, no. If they do that. You know there's gonna be some smoke in the city, cause you know these some of these white folks have been, and you know let me say something to y'all. You some of y'all white folks, especially you, Trump voters or supporters, don't. And this been said already, but don't let your mouth get your ass beat, because right now some of y'all getting your ass beat. I have seen, <laughs> it. I, it is funny. I have seen tons of videos of y'all opening your mouth, saying something, and somebody threw rocks at you. Somebody. Popped you in the mouth. You got hit in the back of the head. A lot of y'all getting beat up, and it's getting documented. <laughs> and it's funny to watch. If y'all need to laugh, just watch. Just Google it, and y'all see these folks getting popped in the mouth. This one man got. He said something. They got beat. We trying to run from this man. Fell down. You getting kicked. Y'all will get your butt beat because y'all don't. Under, I don't think y'all know how to fight. <laughs> right. But we do. All right. So we're gonna get into our big old king size edition where we going to talk about dating and how is it different for us because you know in the gay world it's already tough but it could be also tough as being a gay queer geek person because you know our likes and tastes are different than some of the mainstream queer folks because we uh-huh. you know we don't need to be in the clubs we need to be in front of the tv with our video games and sci-fi and comics and everything else so how do we navigate through that? And how do you date somebody who may not be that person? Because I know that's also an issue too. So 
Um, it's interesting because Nick and I are different in some ways. For example, I'm single, but Nick is married. So we are kind of going to tell a little bit about, you know, how it was to date, what it is to date, and, you know, just everything around it. We're just going to just throw it all out there. So, Nick, with your husband, uh-huh. is he a geeky person or is he not? Oh, God, he is a geek. He is oh. such a geek. Um, and it's really cool that I can share that with him because uh, me, I never dated. I, uh, who I'm dating right now is the first and only person I've dated since since when I was born. So basically, I'm new to this dating thing still. It's like even if me, and his name is Ken, me and if... Uh, if me and Kim broke up like today, mm-hmm. I would be in like a whole new world. Oh wow! So um, yeah, Ken, he loves Final Fantasy. He loves reading. I'm looking at like this shitload of books right now. Um, he is into f- fantasy, a uh, lots of fantasy. Um, so it was nice when we when we got together that we shared the same likes and. Um, interests and we always go to our comic con together uh, and it's it's just nice to have somebody who shares those same interests and likes with you mm-hmm. um, I guess that's yeah he's he's a big old geek just like me yeah and that's really neat because I know there's few people that I know where their their partner is not a geek. And so it's hard for them because it's like they can care less about the new Wonder Woman trailer. They can care less about, you know, Black Panther. They're like, I'm just here and all that good stuff. But it's interesting because I know that I feel like it's hard to find that geeky person. And then there's so many different levels of geekness, you know? Like it's like, oh, I love this type of stuff. But they may be like, for example, a person I dated in the past was into video games and was into Star Trek and I'm not really into Star Trek or video games but I'm into Doctor Who and all that other stuff so it's always interesting when you find somebody and how you bond it could be on total different levels of geekness but I think it's it's usually good in that way because it's like you in, in all you're still geeks but it's so many different types of things that you know that that it interests you about that other person because it's like oh you know they like that and they like this but we still go to the same things like comic con is for all so it's like you can go to that and you can kind of have your moment where they're going to go over here and you go over there but i do i do think it's kind of tough though because i feel like you know in the dating world it's hard to find somebody who for some strange reason it's still hard to find people who actually embrace that because they feel like it's it's for kids. I've heard that a lot from guys that will say, that's kind of like kid stuff or comic books. That's for kids. I'm like, um, have you read a comic book lately? Exactly. Or you see like the guys who on the other spectrum, they think that just because I have glasses and some Superman underwear, then that makes me a geek. And I feel, I so feel a way about that because back in the day when we were little and we still liked the shit, we were getting our asses whooped. We was getting uh, called out of our names when we were, quote unquote, nerds or geeks or, you know, any of those names. So that when they do that, like uh, with uh, guys with iPhones dot com, when they during their Halloween little uh, gallery, they have like the guys buffed out with the underwear and all that crap. And not to say that they're they're not geeks or they don't qualify as nerds or whatever. It's just hard for me to make that leap because they already have the quote unquote hot body so they can get any guy they want. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, I I just feel a way about that. Yeah. Sometimes I do feel like some, sometimes there are some people who bastardize it or, you know, play it to like, Oh, I'm a geek. Like, Oh, like, you know, like some of those Instagram folks would be like, oh, look at my new glasses, and they butt-ass naked. They can be like, oh, I'm a geek, and they're like, they got on a Pikachu condom. <laughs> right, just like, like, what are you doing? Like, that's not that. But, you know, there are some, like, you know, there's um, there's Paul, who is a uh, gay comic geek, who does have a body, but he is a geek. Like, he shows off his body, but at the same time, he is a geek. Like, he's legitly a geek. I've met him. 
So there's people who do do that, but there's some people who are, like, trying to play around with that. The same way as, like, you know, in the straight world, like, Olivia Munn was like, oh, I'm a geek, but I was like, yeah, but you're also... Mm. Like you, like you're there for eye candy, and I think sometimes we run into that with our own. That there are some people who want to play it, but they're not. They want to talk about it, but they're not being about it, and so that's a little different. Um, so there's that weird, like it's that weird dynamic where you do meet those pretenders, uh, <laughs> like to say, because right. they want to be a part of something, you know, and so they feel like, well, that's the world I can jump into, and it's like, no, not really, you know. I feel like we are a unique group that that deserve the respect that we deserve for being the geeks and the nerds that we are. So don't play around with that. But I do feel like, you know, guys misuse that a lot in some ways. And it makes it harder to find somebody who's genuine about it. Yeah, like, it seems, we're welcoming, but don't make fun of it just to say, oh, I'm a part of something. Because mm. that, it just defeats the whole purpose yeah. of what, to be different, and already an outcast yeah. and a like a minority, and then to throw into being a person of color, it also opens up a lot of different difficulties in the dating world. So mm-hmm. I'll ask you, how is dating now than it was say five years ago? I I find it very interesting um, because here's the thing I find interesting about being single in a big city so i when i came here i had a part of time before we separated we were together we met in a small town and so i feel like i dated more in a smaller town than i really do in a big city um but i came here with someone and then when we both became single we realized that you know the world was totally different and this is the belief that you know you in a big city you get you can find anybody but I've realized in a big city, you find a lot more mess. Like, there's more mess that you find before you find, you know, a good pick. And I think because you're in a place like this, um, it's it's more choices you have. But there's also that belief that something's out there better. And the difference is from then to now is we have all these apps. So the apps have changed everything about dating because now... Yes, they have. They have, they have, you know, it's a, it's a expressway. Like it's not even that, you know. I can't. When I think about, you know, dating was different back then because you can, you can. Back then, I think it was just gay dot com at the time, and you can meet somebody and say, hey, let's go out, and you go out, and la la la. Now you got all these grinders and scruff and muff and tough. You got all these out here that changed the game and it becomes more it sets the mindset that this is more of a hookup not really for a date now there are stories where people do you know they manage to date after you know a few hookup but at the same time it's it's more difficult because it they can you know they see a pic they see what you like and all they can cut away right away they can just like nope yeah whatever and not really think about the fact that you could be that person that completely changed your lives so I would say now it's a little bit tough. It's also tough in a bigger city. I think it's tough in a bigger city because it's yeah. not, people do have that mindset that there's something better. Um, and then you, I feel like you find more broken people. Let me explain that. I think like you find a lot of people who want to date, they're not ready to date. You know, I have met guys who, one guy was trying to date. He just, his boyfriend, his husband just left him like in January, um, January, he's trying to date now, but he still hasn't got over that person. And he's still going through therapy. So I said, why are you trying to date? Because nobody wants to be brought up into this, you know, when you're still processing all that, but they don't want to miss out. And so we're dealing with a lot of people who are kind of dealing with that or a lot of men are kind of, they, how do I explain it? And I don't want to say, I'm going to say it, it's going to be ugly. A lot of, when I've met white men, a lot of white men are coming in just kind of tattered and torn. You know, this like self-doubt and all these things. I'm like, why are you out here? But then, um, you know, and then you may meet some who are, you know, they know their worth. But I feel like you don't really meet them that much. You don't meet the ones who know their worth. You meet the ones who who don't (laughs) know who they are and they still struggling and they still got these self-esteem issues. And you're like, really? Like we, 
you're out here. I feel like if you're not ready yet, then don't come out here. Don't get out here because that's going to mess us up. And then you get close to them and then they're still not ready yet. Like it's those type of issues. Um, Now, that's we, we get into race. That's a whole interesting thing, because I I will say this, and people maybe get mad, but I feel like um, I make jokes on this on Twitter, but I feel like the hunt for black men is almost like trying to find the dodo or trying to find a, a dinosaur, because it's like they're not like, for example, I you can go on Match.com. I can have a page of 40 people who have looked me up. Out of that page of 40, two may be black. Uh-huh. And I'm like, really? Like, okay. And I'm not saying I need to date a black person. I, I would I have, I would date everybody. If, if, if we had mutants, I would date mutants. Like, you know, I have no, no qualms about it. But, I, you know, part of me wouldn't mind dating a black man. But I feel like that's a tough thing to find. And I also feel like that when I do find black men, they are... Sometimes, you know, they're not, they're trying to play games or, you know, it's this, they still playing this whole thug life. Right. And I'm like, I am, we too old for that. Like, I feel like once you pass 30, you, you are too old for that at <laughs> like this point. So I, it's, it's interesting. Um, go ahead. Yeah, to uh, go back on your point about uh, all of these new, uh, these apps, these apps, like, especially with Grinder, like, they scare the shit out of me. Not yeah. for... I'm not on those. Um, but, like, they can... Oh, this guy is, like, 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking about, like, those horror movies <laughs> where the killer is, like, standing right behind you and you don't even see it until it's too late. Yeah, That kind of shit creeps me out. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that I've known guys uh, that have been murdered because they were on Grindr. Right, and they yeah. met up with a guy that was turned out to be, like, a gay basher, and he killed him. Oh, oh. So, yeah, these apps scare me. I mean, I remember back in the day when there was just Manhunt and Al Personals, uh, <laughs> and like you said, gay.com, so you can get, like, one of those three, and you can go in and get, get who you want for the night mm-hmm. or a couple of nights, do your thing, and go back to business. But now, yeah, it's like almost like a meat market. Yeah, and I also find it interesting, too, and I'm not shaming this but it but if it it intrigues me but i find a lot of these people are in relationships already like a lot of people on these apps are like oh i'm in a great relationship and we love each other but sometimes we like to do this and i'm like okay and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> like it challenges my my beliefs of like if i'm going to find somebody i'm going to be with that person i'm not trying to be back out in the streets you know, mm-hmm. but it's the, but it's interesting because I've seen a lot of open relationships, and I know that there is you know there's always an argument that we shouldn't really subscribe to the heteronormative of things, but at the same time I'm like, but do we want some sense of sta- st- like stability? Like I feel like that when you, I've known people who have had open relationships, and the people that I know, that I know, they did not last. There's only a uh-huh. few that last but usually the ones who are open within time they just fade out because somebody's not happy with this process you know what i'm saying and i just feel like i don't i don't but it always fascinates me that it's like hey i'm in a relationship i'm in a relationship i'm open we're open blah 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 we play together i'm like oh okay i was like it makes me think one what was the point of y'all getting together Two, uh-huh. is it, am I just being totally ignorant about it and I'm not being open to that? Like, there's so many things I'm trying to be aware of, but yet I, I can't help but to be like, mm, I don't know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about open relationships? Um, when you are in a relationship, it's, you should have, like, an understanding if it's going to be a monogamous relationship before anything goes further. Like, it has to be set in stone that this is a monogamous relationship and it's one-on-one. Now, I I won't rule out the fact that I, I'm open to an open relationship, mm-hmm. but right now, that's not what's going on between me and mine. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are, if you and your partner or you and your boyfriend want to go to an open relation route, then to me, 
Yeah. One person can't want it, and then the one person doesn't. It has to be a mutual agreement. Yeah. Uh, there also, I think, has to be rules set in place. So, if me, let's take for instance, me and mine, if we were in an open relationship, then it would have to be, he would have to know who I would play with, and I would have to know who he played with. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't be anybody that we knew that we considered a friend it would have to be somebody you know maybe like out of state or you know not in the same city Mm -hmm. Uh, and as i get older my mind or my beliefs like are kind of evolving so i don't want to say that oh monogamous relationships are the only thing that works and anything other than that does not work and that's not the case i know a few people that are in open relationships and they still are in them yeah. And I know a lot of gay couples that are in uh, monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's just you have to have an understanding before mm-hmm. it gets to that point where, oh, I'm going to go play. But, oh, wait a minute. We didn't talk about it. You you have to have that communication. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of gay couples falter or just couples in general falter in communication. I know to, uh, me and mine are you know, it's constantly a work in progress as far as communication mm-hmm. uh, to get your point across without uh, hurting the other person's feelings. Yeah. And I know I have a slick mouth. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's something I, I'm constantly working on. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you have to talk. Uh, going back to the actual point, you just have to talk. Yeah. I, I guess I'm... I'm always curious about it. I don't think I could do it, but I, like I said, I don't, I'm not shaming others. But I think it's fascinating to see so many, you know, couples doing that. Like I'm, I, I'm very, I, I'm always like, will that conversation be like if I met somebody like, hey, I want to do this? Because I know I probably would say no right off the bat. So I'm like, let me, not right off the bat. You know, let me let us become something first to where we can transcend into maybe doing that. But I can't. Right now, I'm too old school. I'm too set in my ways. I'm too petty to try to have another person because I know myself. I know I will be that person who's going to be like, well, who who was this person and what can they do better than me? Like, I, I mean, yeah, call it, you know, like you shouldn't be so insecure, but you can't help it. We all are insecure. And so I will feel right. like I don't want to have those thoughts, you know, like uh, to me, it's like that's extra thoughts I don't need. So I would prefer not to. But who's to say, you know, you never know. In 10 years, I could be like, oh, no, let's do that. But I would prefer not to. Not if I'm trying to get to know you and I'm trying to, you know, understand you and fill you out. I don't want to bring somebody else into it, you know. And another thing I would say is, uh, is for guys who are out here, when y'all, whatever, y'all need to make sure that you know what you want to. Don't be trying to figure it out when you with somebody kind of make sure you kind of know what you want because i think like that we're always running into guys that in the middle of everything they're not sure <laughs> they're not sure like wait i don't know if i want to do this like okay after we done already done stuff and everything now you're not sure like you know so I, it's the dating world is crazy and i think it's also crazy for us as geeks and nerds cause i think we have a little, we, we 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 have a little bit more compassion about things we're very passionate about things already so i think when we get in relationships we we kind of want the full meal deal and right you coming in not ready that just throws everything off pattern because we're very again we're, we you know we're already emotional people <laughs> and so i feel like that we don't have time for y'all to play these games and i think it's it can be kind of tough sometimes because, you know, you're like, really? I'm like, I really can't find somebody decent. I really can't find somebody who's this way or that way. Like, what's the problem? And sometimes it can be you. and You need to check that out if it is you. But sometimes it's the people that you're finding. So I, I also want to say to people like, you know, you always hear people like, what am I? Why am I attracting these types? Sometimes that's not your fault, but sometimes it is because sometimes if you're going to the same places and doing the same things, you're gonna still get those same types. So you may have to change right. what you're doing, and not be, and, and and also just be open to the fact that they don't have to have the hot body and stuff. They can be somebody totally different. We again, as geeks and nerds, we believe in dragons and we believe in witches and fairies. <laughs> then we can believe that somebody doesn't have to be 
the ideal to be somebody that we would end up falling in love with. That's very true. Like for me, uh, I'll take um, my my relationship. Um, if you seen pictures of me, I'm a short little guy, but I'm in shape. I've been. I love going to the gym. You know, all of that, this, that, and the third. My partner is like six four, white. He's bigger than me, but. It, the I'm not gonna center myself like oh the only guy that I want or at least six feet that have to have rock hard abs and like at least a nine inch dick you know it's not and it have to be black you know that, yeah. that type of bullshit like I don't like setting preferences or things that I like like in a narrow mind because if me and him break up there could be somebody else that is completely different that still gives me the same oomph that he gives me. Yeah. Which I, I'm highly doubtful, but, you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's uh, that's Mega Jane After Dark. That's After Dark. Um, <laughs> which we know we should do that. We should actually have an After Dark and just... T- Mega and just After Dark? Yeah. And just, I mean... Just let, it, just let it all out. We could do that. We'll keep that in um, mind. Right. But it's just... I don't like guys that, uh, oh, I'm only into guys that are six six feet and black, uh, you know, those type of, no Asians, no fast, no femmes, yeah. no blacks, that, that type of shit. Yeah. And then they go back, oh, it's just my preference. Yeah. What? No, it is not just your preference. You are singling out a whole groups of people whole groups of minorities just because of your narrow-mindedness and that's yeah. that is so tiring it's a, it's a lot of mess it's a, it lot, is of mess. a lot of mess but yeah and, you know I, I it's tough out here and you know for a lot of y'all out here still trying to date and find that person you know don't give up but also be aware of what you're looking for and and stay clear of the drama because there's people who are just they don't think they're drama, but they are. And there's a lot of people who think they're good guys and they're not acting as good guys. Um, so, you know, make sure that you're that you're being careful. And if, you know, if you... I don't know, because it's, it's, it's really interesting because it, it's it, it's funny when you meet the the ones who do think, I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm like, oh, I'm actually not, because you're not really telling me the truth. So be mindful of that. And also for you, if you think you're a good guy, really 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 you know think about that because as a good guy you need to be honest with yourself and honest with the other person too and always be honest that's being a good person don't play around with that person's feelings and then get them caught up and then say you know what i don't want to do this or there's somebody else or i have somebody in the back like don't do that like to be a good guy means you have to be upfront with yourself and upfront with the other person too or exactly. a good person. Let me rephrase that because, you know, women too. Women, y'all can't be playing these games. I really don't hear lesbians having this issue. I feel like y'all are better at this than we are. But I would right. love to hear that perspective, though. I would love to hear a, the lesbian perspective um, to see how that is. And also, I would love to hear a trans perspective, too, because I know that is an interesting format. Like, I've been watching Shameless, and that's an interesting story for trans men. And one of the, and the bisexual guy on the show, and they're kind of dating right now. So I would like to hear that too, because um, someone asked me like, "Would you date a trans person?" I was like, yeah, "I, I can probably date a trans man. I probably, I mean, I can't say no. I haven't done it, um, but it'd be interesting to you know to explore that." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Some advice to people that are in couples. Uh, work on communication, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you feel that stuff is getting stagnant, mm-hmm. talk it out and spice it up. Yeah. And that's in every in- instance. Um, what else? I, you know what? I would date a trans man. Yeah. Especially if it looked like Leif Ashley from Strut. Like, whew, <laughs> Lord, help, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we, we should uh, maybe do a part two to this. Yeah. Get a, either a trans person or a bisexual or lesbian. You know, yeah. get another uh, perspective on 
dating because that shit out there it is rough yeah. and I've seen some of the battle scars that some of my friends wear and I'm like fuck I don't want to go back out there if yeah. I have to that's true well, we'll go ahead and just wrap this up. But yeah, this yeah, we might need to this 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 might be need to be explored more and more as we go through things and hear more mm-hmm. stories. Exactly. So if you're not doing so, follow us on Megashane Pod, our sister account, uh, Megashane. Go to our website, themegashane.com, and you can find us on Facebook uh, at the Megashane. Follow my personal account, Porter Pizzazz. Follow Victor's account at Wonderman Five. Also, uh, follow Strange Lore, Victor's uh, web comic. Yes. Uh, what else? Uh, we might have a few guests coming on the show in weeks' time. Um, anything you want to add? Um, no, I would like to thank people. Speaking of Strange Lore, I'd like to thank people who are reading and checking it out. We have hit over eleven thousand um views um we have over 344 um subscribers so i'm just like whoa like they just came out of nowhere all of a sudden one day and so thank y'all for checking it out we are and neat thing is we're not even at page 20 (laughs) so we have it's a hundred and something pages so we're not even done we have a while to go but i like that we got this much going and um, I found out from Taptastic, that's where it's hosted. Um, they said um, normally that some people don't reach 200 um, subscribers. They said, so you've surpassed that. Like, you, like, some things like a lot of people do not even reach 100. So I was like, wow. Look at you. I'm, I'm trying. Right for that. I'm trying. You got to do what you got to do. I know that's right. You got to do what you got to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, y'all, y'all have a good Thanksgiving, you know, and all that good stuff. Eat good. Or don't eat. Um, <laughs> have a good and time. If you must practice. Uh, if you must have sex, practice safe sex. Yeah, and do that. And yeah, you know, y'all should be doing that. Or be tested. Or, or use that prep. But you know, prep doesn't solve everything. So be aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. All that good stuff. But y'all be good, and we will see y'all next week. Bye bye. Bye.